Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. We put out another episode today to talk about the Chancellor's 2023 budget, as we know that most of you will have probably missed it, given that it was put out to the world at midday, when lots of you would have either been on your lunch breaks or in the room, feeding the children, sorting out nap times. So we're going to give you a quick summary of some of the things that are going to be affecting the early years sector over the next few years. So it was announced that they will increase the funding to nurseries by £204 million from this September, rising to £288 million next year. The minimum staff-to-child ratio is changing from 1 to 4 to 1 to 5 for two-year-olds in childcare to align with Scotland. However, it is optional. Parents of children aged nine months to three years are also going to be entitled to 30 hours a week of subsidised childcare for term time, as long as both parents are working at least 16 hours a week. That's going to be done in stages. So from April 2024, two-year-olds will be entitled to 15 hours of care. From September 2024, 15 hours will be entitled for nine-month-olds and above, with the idea that from September 2025, all nine-month-olds plus will be entitled to 30 hours of subsidised childcare. By 2026, all schools are going to be expected to be offering wraparound care. So there's obviously a lot there to break down and for us to talk about, but I think one of the first things that I personally found quite shocking was the change to the ratio for children aged two and above going from one to four, one to five. What did you guys think about that? I think this will cause quite a bit of an uproar in the earliest sector because ratios are always a bit of a problem and we already feel stretched with the current ratios. So adding an extra one to that, I think will cause a lot of stress for not only nursery managers in terms of hoping that the staff feel okay in the room, but also then practitioners as well. Like as personally being a toddler room practitioner, I can't imagine having another one. I think what a lot of people are going to be saying is that it's only one extra child, which technically doesn't sound like a lot. But the reality is, is that ratio has increased by 25%. And that is a lot. Can you imagine if the older preschool ratio was increased by 25%? That would be insane. That has a lot of implications. I think as well with toddlers, there's a lot going on in that room as well. You know, you've got your toilet training and they're at that age where they do need a lot more attention and guidance than maybe the other two rooms do I know it might not be the same in all settings but if you've got say three staff you're gonna have 15 toddlers in one room whereas before that would have been a maximum of 12 that's a big jump you've got three toddlers and like extra which I mean a lot of people who don't really work with children probably think oh three toddlers that's not a lot but three toddlers is a lot to add on to a group that you did have before so I do think that it will be a challenge for the staff and obviously they've also they've got challenges going on anyway. Think about that in practice my first thoughts go straight to looking at how that affects things like safeguarding that's an extra child that you're having to constantly be aware of in their situation. Five toddlers in a fire drill all I can remember is being in a toddler room and when the fire drill happened that was all the children screaming right and crying because it's a big scary noise another one Trying to get five toddlers out of a room or even worse during a lockdown drill. I think it's very intimidating to think about. Can you imagine nap time if they all slept as well, trying to get 15 toddlers to sleep? 
Now, I say nap time is hard enough in general because you've got someone still helping sort them with the dinners. Obviously, every setting's different, but from my experience, the staff is still spread across the room and helping some children go to sleep. You can't, you've not got 10 hands to pat 10 children to sleep and adding that extra number. Yeah, I just can't see it going down well. One of the things that you said as well, Fliss, when you first spoke about it was the strain that practitioners are going to feel about that because from a parent perspective, that means that they're getting more bang for their book if you know what I mean because their money will stretch further so they get more out of that I feel like there's the other perspective to that though because like, won't parents feel like they're stretching the ratio my child's not got enough care like the safety and the quality of care and then you're putting more pressure on the workforce and there's obviously a severe staffing level crisis anyway you try to find the positives in it as well but with so many things that aren't positive I think that point that you raised there, Charlotte, about um, stretching the staff, it was kind of reiterated in Twitter, on Twitter in general when the first news came out. There was a general like consensus through tweets saying that like if you increase the funding, more children into settings, they'll be struggling. And then if you drop ratios, it's just going to screw staff over. And I think that was the general vibe that people were getting from this initial publish of the news that was going to happen this afternoon. Like we said, there's a quality of care, there's a safety there. And I just to me, it always just seemed like something that was whispered about but would never happen. So the one to five ratio is optional, but I do think a lot of settings won't have that option and they will use the one to five ratio just because they feel like they, they need to and they have to do it. I agree with you, Shia. It's only going to be optional for so long. Now that the government are introducing a wider age range for the for the funded spaces, that's going to mean another deficit in funding for settings because we all know that the government funding doesn't match up to the hourly rate that a setting would normally put forward per child. A lot of settings use the money they get from the zero to three-year-old to make up for that shortfall. But now that that age range is going into this 30 hour, 15 hour childcare packet, that money starts to disappear, which means that they have to make up that shortfall somewhere. And that will be when things like the one to five ratio stop becoming optional when settings need to stay afloat. Yeah, I think that's where the funding bit kind of gets a bit misconceived by parents and the public because they always label it as free as well so parents are thinking that they're sending their child to nursery for free but the actual cost to the nursery it isn't free they aren't paying the exact hourly rate as you just said in the funding so I think that also needs to be reiterated one by the government and it just be known because it's not free after all it's a it's a fraction of the price and I think that's where the worry comes in when they're giving all this funding it doesn't actually match up and it might have a completely, it's meant to have a positive effect, it might have a complete opposite negative effect. Agreed. I think as well, what I would have liked to have done throughout is I would have liked to have count how many times he said it was free childcare, just because I've already seen so many comments on social media from parents celebrating the fact that this is free. And I get that. I think if you're a parent, you, I think the latest figures are you spend about 85% of your salary on childcare. In the middle of a cost of living crisis, that is absolutely insane. We need all of our, we need every penny, but it's not free childcare. I think government subsidised is the way that it needs to be pitched. Also, it does mean that even though parents are going to be covered for a certain amount of their childcare, you also have a lot of settings do a consumable charge, which I think is now going to be going through the roof for those parents. And it's not going to be the same as what they would have spent on paying for their child's place. But 
the consumable charge for things like nappies, food, resources and equipment at nurseries are going to go going to go up. And I think a lot of parents who don't pay that now because they don't need to, I think that's going to be another uproar that settings they're going to have to deal with from parents, but they'll need to do it to keep going. What needs to be considered with all these changes is that they're giving out all this free childcare for two-year-olds, but is there going to be enough nursery spaces around to accommodate for all the people that want it? But then also, if you're going to give more spaces, you need more staff. So it's all just going to have a bit of a rolling effect. That's such such a good point, Fliss. And it links back to what we've already said a few times in this episode, is that is there the staff there to cover all of these? Because funding's already tight. The biggest outgoing for most early year settings is staff. So even though there, there is an increase in funding to match the increase in funding spaces the government wants to be available, if you look at the figures, it's still not enough. So with it going up to £288 million extra funding in over the next couple of years, the current model that provides for three to four-year-olds, that's already in a £1.8 billion. So £288 million, so there's a difference between the M and the B, it doesn't touch the sides of that. So that gap's only going to get bigger. And unfortunately, we've got the potential to end up with less staff in early years. Are there even going to be enough settings open? I've already seen on social media a lot of settings thinking that this might be the, the final reason they shut down. With the national living wage going up as well, nurseries are going to have to pay their staff more. And I think obviously that's going to affect things as well. And a lot of people seem to be leaving the childcare sector at the moment because they just it's just too stressful, not getting paid enough. I think that point is kind of like reiterated. I put it out to, on our social media and said for people's opinions on this. And someone said higher wages for nursery practitioners, not minimum wages like we earn now. So it should, they were kind of like, I'm guessing what they were trying to say is this, this budget plan shouldn't be just about the funding. It should be about the funding for the wages as well or upping and putting a national standard on what early years practitioners should be paid. Especially when you think about there's also teachers striking the day that their budget has gone out because of funding reasons. So it can feel like a little bit that it's falling on deaf ears at the moment. So we're talking about how there's lower staffing levels in early years at the moment. Do we think that that is potentially starting to come to a little bit of a change if we can have mothers coming back into work? Early years practitioners that were parents and were having to leave the early years sector may now be able to afford to stay in the job that they love because of this extra support for parents. So there's that side of it as well. We got a response again on social media saying happiness. It means I can go back to a job I love whilst my son goes to nursery. Whether this means this person works in a nursery or not, I'm not sure. But I think what Katie said there, there's a lot of practitioners who end up sending their children to the same nursery that they work at but they can't do that until they're three or a bit later on and whatnot so send the children to nursery they can go back into the workforce as well which is kind of what the government are intending with this whole funding so there's ups and downs and it'll be really interesting to see how over the next few years how this plays out we've still got general elections coming up so it could be that some of these things never actually come into place or it could be that for example there could be a huge backlash now which might mean that there are more talks and more things that go into place so it still might never happen well, people were saying that um the decisions that have been put forward might not be made because there might be new people in government and people at different like people in charge so they might not even happen so it's just seeing what plays out isn't it and we can only hope that positive things will come from it So thank you for listening to this extra episode of the Nursery and Preschool chat room. I hope that by us talking about our thoughts and our feelings about the upcoming changes and trying to put them in more simple terms for everyone to understand a little bit, I hope that's been helpful for some of you. As always, you can get in touch with us across our various social media platforms like Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, YouTube, 
you're going to find content regarding these changes across all of our different platforms so hopefully there'll be space there for you to talk about how you're feeling and anything else you think we might need to consider in the meantime thanks for listening and we'll speak to you soon bye bye bye